of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our text is the appointed epistle for All Saints Day. 1 John 3, verses 1 to 3, St. John writes, See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when He appears, we shall be like Him, because we shall see Him as He is. And everyone who thus hopes in Him purifies himself as He is pure. This is our text. The word saint means holy, and holy means set apart. You are a holy people, set apart from the destruction of the world and all who love the world. You are set apart by your knowledge and conviction, a gift God gives that you are God's children through the work of Jesus Christ. Now many persons have a knowledge of Jesus as a person who died as a sacrifice, a ransom for humankind. Many know of his claim to be God, risen from the dead, but they do not believe it. Like the motorist who didn't understand or didn't believe his GPS and ended up in the wrong place. Our text asserts that we are God's children, objects of God's love, and inheritors of His blessing. As you parents know, the most rewarding part of raising children is engaging with them and enjoying their company. But there is much more that our children do not see or appreciate until they have kids of their own, providing food, health care, equipage, supervision, restraint, and teaching them things they'd rather not learn, beginning with potty training. And just as we want good things for our children, many of which they do not understand or realize, so our Heavenly Father wants good things for us. He wants us to have the blessing of a changed life, a realized life, a truly blessed and unending life. We have to trust Him on much of this. Some of those blessings we can appreciate after a few years on this earth. Temperance and appetite and in speaking were hard lessons for me to learn and I'm still working on them, but this change in my life has been a tremendous temporal blessing. And insofar as God's love has helped me along this path, God's love has been transformative in my life and in yours. But the world, what we experience, does not confirm this. The world does not know who God is, much less who His children are. As children grow with their parents, they typically go through stages. For eight years, my son thought I never did anything wrong, and then in adolescence, thought I never did anything right. 
I suspect that many of us have had similar ups and downs in our relationship with our Heavenly Father. Finding it difficult at times to trust, to believe. And we sometimes look for confirmation for our Christian beliefs in the world. The feedback we get from others and in the experiences of life. This is misleading. For while the world affirms some things that are right, it celebrates many things that are wrong. The inconstancy of the world is proverbial even among non-believers. And those who live to please the world sacrifice their integrity, often their sanity, and ultimately their lives, whether through suicide, overdose, or amid an empty show of glitz and shallow praise. I'll bet he's trout fishing in heaven right now. Not the world, but the word, the message of God, confirms that we are the children of God. This is why our gatherings around God's message, around the preached word, and around the sacraments are so important to our identity as the children of God. We are like caterpillars reminding ourselves that we are really intended to be butterflies. Not intended to continue this worm-like existence until you die. We cannot even say what we will be in God's kingdom. That is in the future. But we are told that God is at work in us. That his transforming love works unseen to change us. And we will be remade by his presence. Sanctified, divinized, being made like God, restored to the image of God. This happens in ways we may sometimes be able to trace. St. Augustine's famous confessions were his tracing the grace of God in his life until that grace overcame all his struggles to resist. But most of the process of God's work within us is unseen. It is not that we change ourselves to make us acceptable to God, but that God calls us. And His call, His Word, makes us acceptable to Himself through faith, the gift God gives. As St. Paul wrote, the gospel is God's power for salvation to all who believe. The transforming of our lives through God's power is what Lutherans call sanctification, what Eastern Christians call divinization, what St. John in our text calls being made like God. And this change shows up in subtle ways in the course of our earthly lives, but it becomes manifest when Christ shall come again. Until then, we are hidden children of God known for certain only to him who can see what is within, though our deeds will reflect this. But Christ's return shall reveal those who are his. When he appears, we shall be like him, because we shall see him as he is, says our text. What that is, is a mystery, a matter beyond our understanding, beyond our sight, and yet... Yet, we long for it. 
As St. Paul writes in Romans 8, who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope, we wait for it with patience. So our hopes, our ultimate hope, is set upon our Lord's return. Then all His saints will be manifest, transformed, glorified, raised to life everlasting in the joy of the sons and daughters of the Most High. All who understand and thus desire this, grow in its desire, discarding all that is contrary to it. The great Danish philosopher Kierkegaard observes that pureness of heart is to desire just one thing. And that is the one thing needful to be with Christ, to see God, to know his love which endures forever, to be transformed by that love which is God himself. All the things we have loved in this life are but shadows and reflections of God's ultimate love, the beatific vision. As the ultimate approaches, we let go of the penultimate. As the final approaches, we let go of the provisional. As death severs us from all earthly desires and loves, the greatest love and desire remains to console us, for Christ's is a love that transcends death. As we live our lives, God enables us to put these other loves, these passing loves, these temporal loves, goods, fame, child, and wife, in their proper perspective. And paradoxically, as we are purified by our increasing desire for union with God, we are able to love others better. Like the eldest daughter, who transforms from the love of her siblings as playfellows to a laboring love for them like her parents. Our text says, See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. And everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. You are saints set apart as children of God by His love in Christ. May that love increase in you and transform your life through anticipation and expectation of our Lord's return in glory to assemble all of us, His saints, at that great day. Amen. 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 And may that peace of God that surpasses understanding keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord.